God says, you can, you can understand me. You can know me, Joseph. Right? So the battle is always between trying to understand and interpret life events. And God says, it's the time for you to know me. You, you aren't going to know that. You aren't going to get that. And oftentimes God hides what he's doing from us. And he leaves us without an answer so that we can have the time to know him and get get through to the blessing that we're going to know later on, right? That we would know him, that he wants us to come to him. That's the point. Whether it's good seasons or bad seasons of life, but come distracted, a pure heart, a clear conscience, devoted to knowing him, Lord, I trust him and I forsake my own understanding that eminent word, the expression of all of my knowledge and understanding comes from hiding in the wisdom of God, right? That's what that first point of why you come to him, why you go through the convulsion and through the distraction of events and try to get to him and get open to him. That's why God, God spoke in tongues about what he was going to do, right? Just like we see through his knowledge of good and evil, it's through what? Right? It's through you leaning on your own understanding, trying to interpret life, interpret situations that make sense in our lives, coming to conclusions and judgments that are typically wrong in the first place. So we're, we're staying away from eating from that table that Satan has hidden, right? That stuff gets revealed. That comes out in our, our life that is what defiles our life. That hidden bitterness, anger, grief, that that just attacks the soul. And it has to be destroyed. Right? That's why Jesus comes back and says, Lay down your life for life, death for death. Lay that down. Let the true life take you. Lay down your life for your life, your life for your life. And we stuff it in there. Keep it hidden in there until we get to him. But until you want to go to him, until you allow him to take the knowledge of God, right? That's where I think that Christianity should be revealed and what we're going to actually do in life. This is the first point. Let's get real for a minute. Okay, number one, right? Okay, the Proverbs 3, 6 through 4.
just a little question something that gets in the heart or the because we know that there's a second little leaven that leavens the whole lump so you let a little bit of sin get in your little heart judgment and criticism and complaining and back and forth and you let the Lord take him in to your heart little ways because all is little that's why Jesus said little in red letters a little leaven leavens the whole lump so what gains a sinner Don't play games with this stuff because it will take you back there if you don't deal with it or deal it with you. Right? If you can manage this, I did for years, man, I was fine. You try to manage this, but it
that say, you go to sleep on your anger, but I just let my anger go confirmed by what Joe was just sensing, and I just want to share with you, like, this is what I wrote this morning. <laughs> Correction, discipline, and an orphan mindset. Correction is the love of God. And I want to read this scripture here, because it's, what I underlined a million times was way of life. 
which is the way of life. And if you remember what Gray was just saying, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and then a tree of life. There's a way that is life. And this is the scripture, Proverbs 6, 20, 23. It says, for the commandment is a lamp, and the whole teaching is light, and reproofs of discipline are the way of life. And, and I really believe what the Robinsons brought this morning was a correction and a reproof in a spiritual manner that we all receive, and it's a way of life. And, and I had Hebrews 12, 4 through uh, 13 here because when you look at Hebrews 12, I was just sensing that the Lord had correction for us, and when we hear those words, we don't like them. <laughs> We're like, you know, correction, uh, discipline, uh, rebuke, double, uh, <laughs> like, don't want to hear those, and, and maybe because in our past we've received it or haven't received it or someone has said something to us in a way that wasn't loving or kind or with God's in heart or intention behind it. And so because of that, we view these things in kind of like, no, I don't want to go there, makes me feel uncomfortable and don't like it. But what the passage he was referring to in Hebrews 12 would say, have you forgotten the exhortation which was addressed to you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those the Lord loves, he disciplines, and he scourges, reproves, every son who he receives. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as sons. For what son is there that his father does not discipline? For if you are without discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Sons, furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us. We respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live life, the way of life? It produces life in us. For the, they discipline us for a short time as seems best, but he disciplines us for our good so that we might share in his holiness. And then this is a key. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Therefore, strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble and make straight paths for your feet so that the limb, limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. And I, I, this also led into Proverbs 10.7. I'm going to tie it together. I know it's a lot of scripture, but let me read this to you. This is in the amp 10.17 in the Amplified. He who heeds instruction and correction is not only himself in the way of life, but also is a way of life for others. And he who neglects or refuses reproof, not only himself, goes astray, but also causes to err and is a path toward ruin for others. In these pas passages, that's Proverbs 10.17 in the Amplified. In these passages, we see that correction and discipline, these areas where we might be holding on to, oh, you know, there's the list of things, self-discipline, uh, self-pity, or bitterness, or seeing someone through a lens that we shouldn't be seeing them, um, ungodly wisdom, 
does not just affect us. It affects the whole body. It says here in Proverbs that if we reject this correction, we will not only err ourselves or go on this wrong path, like it's talking about in dreams, but we'll cause others to go on that path toward ruin as well. We become a path toward ruin ourselves when we reject correction and discipline. We don't apply these things to our lives and get these things right in our heart. But if we do, this is the beautiful part, if we do, though it's sorrowful and not joyful in the moment, it does not feel good, right? When, when correction comes, whether directly from the Lord or through a vessel that he sends, I, I'm sure we've all experienced it before. And it's just like, yuck, like, you know, it does not feel good. But how many of us have experienced on the other side the life it produces, the maturity that it produces, the wisdom that it produces in us when we submit ourselves to that correction and discipline as hard as it is, we become, we walk in the path of life. It produces life in us and it becomes a way of life for others. It affects the whole body. And just like in Hebrews 12 says, strengthen the hands that are weak, the knees that are feeble, um, so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. We are a body. We're one body here. If you have a broken arm, does that not affect the whole body? And, and the, the, the encouragement, the exhortation here, though sharp and hard, <laughs> like we all, and this is what I was thinking about this morning. I'm like, it starts with believers. And Joe was saying this morning, you know, he's feeling it. I'm feeling it. You know, it starts from the head to the feet. Like, not that the, you know what I mean. <laughs> that sounds really bad. <laughs> you know what I mean. From the leaders to the rest, to the, to the most mature believer, to the newest saved person in the building, right? In the family. That's what I'm talking about. Each one of us, we are before the Lord saying, here I am. We want to become like you, Jesus. Correct me. Bring the discipline. I want to feel the sharp thing. And, and the more mature you become in the Lord, even though it hurts, you seek after it. You search for it. You say, God, I need it. I want it. I want life to be produced in me. I don't run from the correction and discipline anymore because I know you love me. You love me. This is not condemnation. It's not to tear us down. It's actually to build us up. And that's what correction and discipline do. They build us up. So when you feel that sharp sting and think, oh, yeah, I've got to lay down this self-pity. I've got to lay down this unforgiveness or my lens of viewing people through, which that struck me like, you know, I think we can all come to those places where we view people through a, 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 an earthly wisdom lens and make assumptions about how they are and who they are. And it's so wrong and it's sickening. Like, God does not view us that way. He sees what's good in us and he's bringing it out, the good. And we, he's teaching us to do the same for others. But this needs to be 
something that we welcome as a community and as a family here, each of us individually, you know, a lot of times we speak corporately, and we are, this affects the corporate body, but it really is for the individual today to say what you are doing, how you are receiving is affecting the whole. It is. Whether you think it is or not, whether it's public or private, doesn't matter. It's a spiritual thing. It affects the whole body. And so it's an individual word in the sense of that exhortation of, you know, is the spirit striking your heart today? Is there something that he's touched on, and uh, as they were sharing? Is, is there something that was like, oh, or did you turn off your conscience <laughs> in the moment, right? Like, oh, yeah, amen, 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 you know, but not for me. I'm sure there's nothing in me that's unforgiving. I'm sure there's nothing in me that views someone wrongly. Guys, <laughs> it is in us. You know, there there's things that God is bringing to the surface. He wants to show us, and we have to just lean in. But remember, it produces life. It's not joyful for the moment, but it will produce joy. It will produce life, and it becomes a way of life for many others. For many others, it affects the whole. And so I really want to, that's all that I really had, um, and I, I want to encourage each person in this room today, I'm I'm taking it myself. I'm feeling the correction of the Lord. I'm feeling this this thing, and it's good. It's like that. It doesn't feel good, but it's good because you feel it and you know, wow, I'm seen by God. He's working. He's he's making me like Jesus. He's doing what he needs to do in the way that he does it, which is so loving and kind and good, truly good. And I want to, I was just thinking about this too, so I'm just going to say it because maybe it's for somebody today also. But I know in my life, um, when I was 18 years old and went to Street Life Ministries, I thought I was like the most mature believer out there. (laughs) And that, you know, Everyone needed to follow my example because I was just that amazing of a Christian. It's like flipping the hand. <laughs> I didn't see all the junk inside. I was very unaware of stuff. And and some of you know this, but my spiritual father, David, who was the leader of the ministry, really fathered me in, in a very um, specific way where he helped me to see my junk. And it was not easy. It was hard when he says, hey, you're functioning in this way. I see this in you. You need to work on this. That's like, uh, especially if you don't see it, (laughs) right? Especially if you're not aware of it and someone just brings it to your attention. But what I learned from that season now, I came out of there and every place that I go, no matter who, I'm, I'm always submitting myself to somebody and to the Lord. But something I've learned to do myself is I all I periodically will go to Sean and Steph and say, "Hey guys, is there anything that you see in me that needs working on?" I I make I've made a habit of that in my life because I know that I don't see all things. And and maybe I might just be so blinded or unaware, you know, just unaware of it. 
that I'm not hearing God about it, though he can break in, but he loves to use the body. He loves to build relationship. That's how he does it. And, and so there are people that I can say, hey, are, do you see anything in me that just needs some working on that I'm not seeing? If so, tell me, because I've realized in my life all that correction, all that discipline produced so much life in me <laughs> and so much wisdom that I'm like, even if it feels yucky for the moment and I have to process through it, it's going to produce life. I know it will. And so I want to encourage you even in that, like you're saying, well, if you're thinking, well, nobody really says anything to me or I, you know, I, I, I don't really know. Just ask somebody. Sometimes I ask Tommy. See, your spouse is a perfect person to ask. <laughs> because your spouse knows, you know, and Tommy will be like, uh-huh. I got something. So you finally you asked. <laughs> Let me whip out some. I'll take the top three <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes you don't have to ask. That's what, I mean, that's the, the work of the spouse. It's like the Holy Spirit in there. The working. You had that help? I <laughs> yeah, the Holy Spouse really working to make you like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it, but it, I mean, it's joking, but it is some of those people who are closest to you that see, I mean, your spouse really does see good, bad, and ugly, right? They're like they're that person that sees like the junk stuff. <laughs> so they'll, they'll be able to share those things with you too. But I'm saying such a leader is like, this is how we grow as a body. We grow in relationship. We grow in love. And we get to a place where it's not like fearing the sharp word or fearing the hard conversation. We're like, that stinks, but yeah, let's do it. Like, I know you love me. I know I love you. Like, we're, go we're going after this together for the, the health of the body. And so then we as a community become a path of life to everyone that walks in. That's amazing. We become healthy communities. And people walk in and they can feel the health in our relationships, they feel the life in our relationships, and they say, I want that. Like, how did you get through it, right? So I really just, I want to encourage us as individuals today to really take this to heart, whether it was something today that the Lord brought to your mind, if he did, you know, definitely repent of it if you need to go to somebody, if you need to confess it, you know, it says in the Bible, confess your sins one to another so that you might be healed. Like, there's real power in confession. Maybe you just need to confess it to someone and say, oh, I've been carrying this and I've been whatever, and I'm just releasing it. I'm, I'm releasing it to the Lord. I'm forgiving. I'm whatever it is. And if he didn't bring anything to you today in this moment, I, I want to encourage you to continue to meditate this week, asking, because he's doing something beautiful in us. He really is. A and again, remembering it's so that we might share in his holiness and that we might eat this fruit of life and begin to walk in wisdom. And something, it becomes so attractive to the world. It becomes so attractive to the community around us. So let's just, any, anything else, guys?
sense of like, oh, I'm someone who went off so quickly. <laughs> or I, I really, it terrifies me just to touch it. If that's you, it's like those words made your heart just start to beat really fast. <laughs> then that could be just in itself something where you say, okay, God, that's, that's not the right perspective. I know that's not the right perspective. So help me. Help me to, to really see this rightly, you know, and, and walk in this way rightly. So, yeah, we're here. We're here to pray. I mean, you can ask anyone in the body to pray with you, um, but we're here. We're here if you want prayer after, you know, we finish eating out. Um, and, yeah, but continue to walk in this and, and begin to cultivate this in your life. You know, uh, being discipled and, and allowing and, you know, just opening yourself up. That's what community is all about, right? Opening up, being you, the real you, good, bad, and ugly, and being accepted and loved through the good, bad, and ugly. <laughs> That's the beauty of community. No one will be rejected here if they, it doesn't even matter how dark or hidden or junky you think it is. Nobody will be rejected here. Because we've all been brought out of some dark, yucky stuff. And, and so that's what makes it awesome that we can open up and really, that's what these encounters are actually all about, is learning to expose and say, wow, this is good. This is freedom. And I'm not being rejected. And nobody's treating me like I'm weird or like I'm the only one in the world that's dealt with this before. You know, we, we expose deal with it like, oh, yeah, I, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah, no matter what it is. I mean, some extreme stuff has come out, and it's just like, oh, we're people, guys, we understand. And then you become more and more comfortable with being the real you and really showing the real you, which is what Joe was saying to you, do not lie to yourself. Be who you really are. Really tell who you really are. Be seen because then you're going to experience love like you've never experienced love before, even from this church family. It's really, really wonderful. So, Father, we just thank you so much that this is the way that you've showed us. You've said that this is the way of life. It produces life in us. It produces life in others. It's a way of life. And we thank you for it, God, that this is your love towards us. This is your kindness, your goodness towards us, God. We thank you for it, Jesus. And I I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would be moving in our hearts and even those that aren't here today, move in us as a community, Jesus, to reveal these things, to bring up the stuff that might be deeply hidden or that we've been carrying for way too long, whether that be bitterness or self-pity or a lens towards people or, or sin or whatever it might be, that we would bring it up, we would bring it up and that it would come out, we'd be set free in this season, free from the weight of these things, free from the weight that we've been carrying. I just thank you for it, God. I pray courage today for each one of us, courage to, to speak out, to confess, to get it out, God, that, that we would be met with your love, that we'd be met with your kindness, that we'd be met with your mercy God, I just, I thank you for that. Give us courage, give us boldness and real uh, ability to just verbalize what we need to verbalize. And we welcome you to do that today 
and throughout this week and throughout our lives, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, again, feel free to just ask someone for prayer if you want prayer specifically, and otherwise have a great week. And if you if something comes up during the week, hey, just pick up the phone. <laughs> Call anybody, and, and this is what family's for. Amen. We'll see you. We have mo prayer Monday, Wednesday group, and see you on Thursday. Amen. <laughs>